Hello, friends. Welcome back to Inspired Babes Let's Chat podcast. So today I had Jimmy Rex on my show. And, you know, I am just so inspired by this man. And I am really excited for you guys to hear this today, only because, you know, one, I've been wanting to have him on my show for quite some time, right? I mean, those of you who don't know Jimmy Rex, you got to go look him up. He's, He's a big deal. And, you know, the life that he has created for himself is remarkable. Uh, the impact he has on so many people is inspiring. And how he shows up in the world is magnetic, right? And to me, I'm really drawn to, you know, anyone who creates their life the way that they design it to be. And I truly believe that you know, I think because of society or the way you are raised, we kind of have things on a platter for us, right? Where, you know, this is how you should feel. This is who you should be. This is what you should do at a certain age. And it's just kind of laid out. You just are kind of programmed in a way of this is who I am, right? And if you decide to go off that path then something is wrong with you, so you tell yourself, right? And so I think we all had a point in our lives, you know, I feel like, especially right now, there's this huge awakening going on in the world where people are actually stepping into themselves and into their power and actually looking at that and saying, wait a second, holy shit, who I thought I was, all those beliefs I had about myself, about the religion I was in or the marriage I was in or how I showed up in the world or my career it's not even aligning with me. What am I doing? Like, what the fuck? And I think that, again, from my experience and from a lot of people that I have been in conversations with, people are hitting that point, right? And they're waking up and they're stepping into this power. They're stepping into this, you know, recreation of who they are. And I, I truly am inspired by that. You know, I personally have gone through this huge transformation, especially the past two months. Right. And so I think there's levels, there's levels of expansion always. Right. And that brings me to this episode today and really getting Jimmy's world and why he is the way he is and, you know, what he's up to now in the world and how he gives back and how he's showing up and, you know, the people that we're surrounding ourselves with, are they qualified enough to be giving you the advice or to be coaching you to, you know, to what you're wanting to create in your life? Or are they, you know, it, it, it's just, it's something to look at. There's so many great little nuggets that we talked about today. And so, you know, as you listen, just make sure to take some notes. If you have a light bulb go off at any moment as you're listening today, I want you to write it down or put it in your phone because anytime I'm listening, right? And I have a light bulb go off. Somebody says something. I'm like, holy shit. I write it down because from that thing they said, you should have a thought. And then all of a sudden it starts unraveling for you to have this really cool breakthrough or this, this insight around a specific area in your life. So don't take those, those little nuggets lightly because that is the universe planting a little seed 
for you to have more inspired insights so you can continually expand, right? And this is why you're probably listening today, right? You want some insights. You want to hear from Jimmy and, and myself, and you want to just hear about all the things, right? That could really inspire you and move you in a way where you take action in life and you to where you can create it to be what you want it to be, right? So you guys just buckle up for this amazing episode. Thank you so much for joining me and supporting the podcast. Be sure to go over to Apple and subscribe, write a review, um, and let's do this. Welcome back to Inspired Babes Let's Chat Podcast. So I have Jimmy Rex here. And Jimmy, mm, I'm so excited you're here today. Like, I'm just giddy about it. Well, I appreciate you having me. I, I appreciate you being giddy about me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, it's so fun because we've connected a few times at a few different, you know, friend parties. And recently we connected at, uh, a few weeks ago. And we were just chatting away and I'm like, hey, will you be on my podcast? You're like, yep. I'm all what? <laughs> so I am just honored you're here. Like, Well, I appreciate it. No, I, I know how hard it could be to find guests. I do the same thing all the time. So I try to say yes every time I actually can do it. So Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you. And I am just in awe of you. And I shared this with you when I saw you is, you know, you have so much success in your world. You've literally created the life. You've designed your life by, you know and super successful, but there's so much more to you than, you know, I think social media, you, you just, you see the success, but there's so much behind all that. Right. And it takes a lot to create what you've created. It really, truly does. And also you have the most amazing heart. You know, I see that you constantly are giving back to people and how you show up in the world. And, you know, we need more of that. And the impact that you're making truly inspires me. So thank you for showing up. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I yeah. always say this. I'm like, I don't know. For me, it, it kind of seems like a natural thing to do. It's it's just a really fun way to live. I don't know why more people don't do that. I know, right? I just, like, I just like the feeling you get when you go out and you help other people and you're able to show up for people. I mean, you know, it truly is what creates a fulfilling life. And, you know, Tony Robbins talks about all the time is the last two pieces to truly be fulfilled is growth and contribution. And so, you know, I'm just, it doesn't matter. Like people are always like, oh, once I get to that level, I'm going to do this thing. And it has nothing to do with where you're at because you could be the most successful person in the world. You still need growth and contribution that day to feel fulfilled. So you never arrive. There's never this, there's this myth that like once I arrive, yes. or once I get to this place. But the truth is, is finding that fulfillment every single day through growth and contribution and just, you know, showing up for people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Have you always been that way? Um, I mean, no, not necessarily. I've been evolving a lot over the, I mean, you know, and I always joke around, I, I still screw up a lot of things and I do a lot of things wrong, but nobody works harder on themselves than I do. Yeah. Um, I've got this philosophy when you're easy on yourself, life is hard on you, but when you're hard on yourself, life's easy on you. And I've just always, you know, been a proponent of trying to, uh, just learn what I can do better, but I try to be, be better every single day. And it's, you know, taking me down some interesting paths to, um, of where I'm at today, but it's fun because, you know, this journey that I've been on and, and just this idea of trying to find your best self and your best life. Um, it's, you know, five, 10 years ago, I'd have never predicted that this is where I ended up, but it's so much better than anything I could have imagined. And so, um, I've always just kind of been, you know, I've hired a million coaches of, you know, I try to get to at least five different out of 
town conferences or events a year for self-improvement or health, whatever. Um, and always have, you know, I have life coach, energy coach, um, relationship coach, uh, shaman, all these different people in my life that help me. Um, I'm, I, you know, cause I think the biggest mistake we make is trying to be right instead of trying to get it right. And so for me, it's a constant, uh, improvement every single day of, of looking at your blind spots, having the self-awareness of knowing what you need to work on and what you, you know, don't. Absolutely. And I think too, like I've gone through this in the past where I'm like, oh, I can figure it out by myself. I got this. I got this. But we can't. We all need people that are experts in different areas to help us. Because again, blind spots are always there. Always. We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And most people, unfortunately, they go to unqualified people for answers, right? Mm. They go to their friend for relationship advice or... You know, I always used to joke around in business, the most expensive advice you'll ever get is usually free. Um, and, you know, that's a saying for a reason, because, you know, people will in, will give you their best intentions or they won't. I mean, sometimes, you know, you go to your friends for advice about a guy. Well, it might affect their lives a lot based on how you're dating or not dating. And, you know, they, they might put their selfish desires in there, whether they want to or not. Your family usually gives you the worst advice because what they're doing is the same thing your ego does, which is trying to protect you from pain. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately, they're going to give you that advice that creates the least amount of risk, the least amount of pain in your life. But that also prevents you from getting all the greatest gifts that come just outside of you know your comfort zone. And so um, the last people you should probably go to for advice are the people that love you the most. <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. I actually had a recent experience like that or experience like that recently where there was a lot of transitions happening in my world, right? Um, and I was in major, major breakdown. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here in my world? Like, what is happening? And I had a lot of friends that were like, wait, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you? I'm like, I'm just figuring it out. And I was, but I was reaching out to spiritual awakening coaches, people that were experts in areas that I was wanting answers for within. Cause I knew my friends weren't going to be able to give me that at that time. I'm like, it's just going to create more drama and it's going to spiral me down this hole that I don't want to go down. So I love you. I'm struggling and just send love. That's all I need from you. It's all. And they're like, okay, okay. You know, and, and that's okay, I think, to do that sometimes, you know? But I do believe, I so agree with you on hiring coaches, going to different trainings throughout the year, working with shamans, um, diving into plant medicine, whatever that looks like. It, we, we need those um, resources in different avenues. In yeah, world. and it says, you know, it's the more you expose yourself to, and it's not everybody has the best advice, but you pick up pieces here and pieces there, and all of a sudden you go, oh, that was designed for me, right? And uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If other people have discovered things and you can expedite that. Like I know with me, with real estate investing, that's the main thing that I coach and train on and everything like that. And I have learned so many things what not to do. I learned, the reason I'm so passionate about helping people invest in real estate is I did everything wrong. I mean, I lost my ass. Um, I was 23, 24 years old, had no idea what I was doing. And I was getting bad advice and I didn't know and so for me, it's, you know, I take it very seriously. I'm very passionate about helping people invest the right way in real estate. And people notice that they see that. And that's why our business has exploded the way it has is because we truly care so much, me and my team, about helping people make great financial decisions with the real estate. And, you know, I look at it and I'm like, gosh, where the hell was I? Where was this guy that could have helped me when I was 23, 24? I wish I could have found me at 39. And so that's kind of the way I try to show up and try to 
help train and support and, and teach other people now because it's the person I needed when I was younger. Yeah. Mm, I love that so much. So you started when you were 23? Well, I started, bought my first place when I was 21. I started real estate when I was 23, yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it's been going on, gosh, 17, 18 years now. That's a long time. It's a long time, yeah. You and learn a couple things. You learn, just a few, just a little bit. So you have, okay, so you you are a new author of a book called um, You End Up Where You're Headed. Yep, you end up where you're heading. Heading, okay. Yep. And do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, um, so the subtitle of the book is The Hidden Dangers of Living a Safe Life. Mm. And so as I started kind of having um, a bigger following on you know Instagram and social media, um, the same people started reaching out to me, it felt like, all the time. It was people that had kind of chosen a path in life that wasn't necessarily their path. It wasn't authentic or, you know, they did it because they were afraid or because somebody else wanted them to go down that path or they just felt stuck now. Like, um, you know, one guy that reached out to me is a doctor and the guy's got six kids and um, he's miserable. Though. He hates it, never wanted to be a doctor. He only went into it because his felt like his wife was pressuring him to, to go down that route. And he only married her because his dad told him he shouldn't marry his like, high school sweetheart. And this guy just like never had lived his own life and he was miserable. And I get these kind of guys all the time that reach out to me or people that just feel like they're stuck in this place. And so the book is designed to kind of help that person that's kind of stuck. The person that's kind of just letting life pass them by or life is happening to them, right? Um, and so the whole thing is based around the hero's journey, which essentially... We all have this, um, these opportunities that come to us. Every major movie that you've ever watched, from Indiana Jones to Star Wars to, I mean, you name the movie, it follows the same arc, which is called The Hero's Journey. Joseph Campbell um, famously wrote about it. And so I kind of took that as a premise for the book, and I teach how we can all be the hero of our own story. Because mm -hmm. the majority of people, when they on their deathbeds when they die, they don't regret the decisions they made. They don't regret the things they did. They regret the things they didn't do, mm -hmm. the dreams that died within them, the risks they didn't take because they were afraid. And so the book's designed to kind of help shock you out of that, to help you see like, oh man, I need to wake up. Like there's so much more that I can do to my life here. And uh, and so that's kind of why I wrote the book and it's been awesome. Yeah, I've, it's, I'm super proud of it. It's, oh, been, a, it's wow. been a really good resource for people. Wow. And when did it come out? Uh, about a year ago, last August. So. Oh my God. Yeah. That is amazing. Did you write it with somebody else? Yeah. So my best friend from when I was, since I was 12 years old, a guy named Cameron Carling. This dude is much, much wiser than I am. He was a, he was a VP at Google and basically had saved up enough money, had enough equity from, you know, Google stock and things that he decided to retire a couple of years ago with his family, moved to Costa Rica. And uh, he just loves everything I do. He's a really big supporter um, of my podcast. He would always help me research guests and kind of come up with better questions and just always helping me just because he loves what I'm doing. And again, he's, we've been best friends since we were 12. And, uh, and he, he's like, Hey, I'm down here in Costa Rica. I'm pretty bored. He's like, do you have any projects I can work on? And I said, well, I've got this book I've been wanting to do. And I kind of told him, you know, more or less what I was trying to do. And he said, let's do it. Dude. Mm -hmm. So anyways, long story short, I would record my stories or I would, you know, share them with him on audio files. And then he essentially was the one that put it into book form and, and really is the mastermind of, of why the words come off. So it's funny because I, he sent me the first 40 pages and I was, you know, I, again, I probably, I personally probably wrote less than 10% of the book. It's my stories. It's my voice, but he kind of actually wrote it out. And, um, it's so funny when he sent me the first 40 pages, I was just like, Oh, this is really good. Like this is, <laughs> this is better than anything yeah. I would have come up with. So I give him a lot of credit because 
but oh, it's yeah. really cool thing that we get to do together. And like I said, we've been best friends since we were 12 years old. So, yeah, um, yeah but he co-wrote it with me. Cameron Carlin was his name. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to get it. You should. Yeah. I want to read it. it yeah. Sounds amazing. What, like, I mean, obviously, all the questions that people had asked you, you kept getting repetitive things. So that's what inspired you to write the book? Yeah, it's it's just, like, it seemed like, I think what I, what, because, so my life, so like, long story short, about five, six years ago, um, you know, I had left the religion I grew up in and, and had mm -hmm. kind of was having this weird moment of like trying to figure out what my life was all about. And it's a really weird thing when you think you know where you're from, where you're going and why you're here. And all of a sudden, it's all stripped away from you. Um, you kind of are starting to scratch and part of that's exciting. Part of that's scary. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of uncertainty at once. And, um, for me, it was a journey to figure that out again. And I went to a Tony Robbins event mm. and you spend a week, it's called date with destiny, really figuring out what your life is all about. And I came up with this life purpose for mine. And it is, uh, the purpose of my life is to share my tremendous love with all of God's children, bringing happiness to others through my playful soul and by being an example of living an extraordinary life. Mm -hmm. And when I came up with it, I was like, oh my gosh, like it just lit me up. Mm -hmm. And so the part of that that's, you know, to, uh, by being an example of living an extraordinary life, I think because of the way I live and everything that I've, you know, I just, thankfully I'm in a position where I just, I'm born this way or whatever, call me stubborn or whatever. I'm just, I go for it. Like I've just always gone for it. I just, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to, um, what people think of me. And so I, I'm willing to do things that a lot of other people aren't. And I think it puts a mirror in front of people. And so mm -hmm. it helps people see like, geez, the, this guy and people tell me this all the time. They're like, you know, you just, I'm looking at you and it's like, I'm realizing how much I need to do or what I'm, you know, what I need to do. And so I think I put a mirror in front of people. And so I think that's why they reach out to me about these things. And they're like, dude, I need some help. I'm stuck in this, whatever, you know, whatever that might be. And so, yeah, it seemed like I get a lot of those people that reach out and, and I'm very good at responding. I'm always reaching out to people online. I'm always trying to get people to, you know, I always say everybody I reach up to, I try to reach down to somebody else. And so I'm willing to help if people reach out and I can tell they're being sincere. And so anyways, it kind of helped me realize where I needed to go with my messaging and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, what's so um, beautiful about this whole thing is that it takes a breakdown. It takes a life crisis or something that's stripped from you for you to really realize what your purpose is in this world. And because of that moment, five years, would you say when you were 25? No, oh, no, no, no. Five I years mean, ago? this is from 32 to 34. Okay. Months, yeah. So, okay. Was, you said five years ago? Yeah. Okay. So five years ago. So that mess, you've turned that mess into the message now. And because of that moment, who you are in the world is impacting so many people, millions of people by more. Yeah. And I, I, I hesitate to call it a crisis or a life. It's, it's an evolution, right? Cause like for me, it wasn't like, like I didn't have some breakdown. It was kind of like, I actually had plateaued from where I was. Cause I've always been trying to improve and better myself. And I'd mm -hmm. kind of plateaued where I was and it, you know, and it wasn't like I had this, Oh my gosh, my life, I actually was happy. My life was good. I just, I felt like I'd stopped progressing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just had to say to myself, look, I've just got to be open to the idea that there might be more out there. And so I was able to get myself to do that. And I, I kind of say, it's like, if you're looking at a map, right. And you're like, yeah. oh, I see the whole picture, but you're zoomed in. And so you're only seeing what your eyes can see. Yeah. And all of a sudden somebody grabs the back of your head, just pulls you back. And you realize the map is a hundred times bigger than you thought. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of for me, what happens mm -hmm. so It's more of an expansion of ideas. Mm -hmm. And it's like the things that were on that map are still on that map. 
but it's just a much smaller percentage of what's on that map now versus what I thought was the entire map. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I like that. Mm. Holy shit. Jimmy? Dang. <laughs> this is amazing. So do you have like, what's your day-to-day -day look like? Morning routine, night routine? Yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, you like, go through different phases of life, yeah. right? So um, I'm currently not in my grind at work phase, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Like people yeah. are always like, you have this huge morning routine, this things like this. And it's like, I have things that I do every day. I have yeah. things that need to get done every day. Yeah. But, um, you know, like when I was building my business, I mean, I was a machine. I was mechanical. I was very routine based. Um, every single day was up at six by the office by seven, practicing scripts on the phones at eight till 11. And then I was from 11 to 12. I was doing lead follow up from 12 to two. I was on lunch appointments from two to seven or eight. I was out showing homes or listing appointments. I mean, that's what I did for five years straight. I didn't, you know, people see me now. I've, you know, I've been to over 75 countries in the last five years. I travel, I play, I go to events every week. I go to town pretty much weekly. Um, I didn't, for seven years, I didn't take a vacation over three days. I took mm -hmm. weekend vacations was it. I didn't leave the country for seven years because I was building, right? And I think that's something that gets lost. And so I'm careful how I frame what I do now versus what I do when I was building. And, um, you know, again, Tony Robbins, uh, talks about this all the time is to be balanced in life. We have to be strategically unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And so it depends on what phase of life you're in or where you're at. Like currently I work a lot on myself. Um, mm -hmm. I do, you know, like every single day I work out, I go hang out with friends, whether we go golfing or boating or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, I actually get up usually around seven thirty, seven seven thirty, which is a lot later than I used to. Um, I take care of myself with like how I'm eating. I make sure that I plan my meals a little bit better. So I'm eating healthier instead of just, I mean, there was a probably a five year period there where I was eating out of the gas station four or five times a week for dinner. I mean, it's just whatever you can grab. You're just back to work, back to the grind. Right. And so, you know, I, the morning routine or what do you do on a daily basis question? I've always, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant of how I answer it because again, it's, it depends on what phase of life you're in. And too many people want to be in the phase where, you're working a lot on yourself or you're working on legacy and some of those things, investing and all that, but they haven't put in the grind. Mm -hmm. And so if, unless you're financially way ahead in life, like you have a couple of years reserves or you have cash flows coming in that could replace your income today, yeah. you should still be somewhat in that grinding phase to get ahead. If you truly want to live an exceptional life. And I used to just tell people, well, just invest. And, but the problem is, is like, unless you're making a large sum of money, you can't, make enough money quick enough to really put enough away to get yourself where you need to be. So depending upon what phase of life you're in, I think you should be grinding, but also there's a phase where you work on self or you work on family or you work on, um, you know, your mental side, your physical side, whatever that might look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. So you are really big into anti-sex trafficking and you just barely got back from, where did you go? Um, I was in South America. We don't say exactly where, but about three weeks ago I was down there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how long have you been involved in that? Um, about five years now. Yeah. yeah I found the um, first organization I worked with was called Operation Underground Railroad and worked with them. I did, you know, uh, almost a dozen operations with them. And then recently um, I've worked with a group called the Child Liberation Foundation. Mm. And yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's been um, a huge, huge part of my life to be able to go and, and to be able to be a part of something like that. Oh, Yeah. And so you work with Operation Underground Railroad. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're the group that would go in, essentially, yeah. uh, first people in. We fly in, we go down to the beach, start talking to people, trying to find the traffickers. Yeah, we were like the ones that would go in and, 
literally make ourselves bait to um, find the guys that were doing this. Yeah. What was that like for you? Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, um, on one level, it's the most rewarding thing you've ever done, but it's also, um, it's tricky. Um, you know, it's almost like you're acting in a movie. Uh, that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. And you never see the darkness of the trade. So that's been the saving grace of the whole thing. We've never seen any of the trafficking. We, we meet the girls, but we meet them in very quick increments. Um, like we'll have the traffickers bring the girls so that we can see them. We have video, you know, hidden cameras or whatever, so that we can get the federal police involved to tap their phones or do whatever we need to do to, mm -hmm. to get the sting and, and do all that. But, um, but it's, it's been I mean, amazing to be able to be a part of it as well. You know, we've been able to arrest, um, like one of them that stands out to me, we arrested an eighth grade school teacher that it was a woman and she was using her position to traffic women and uh, these girls, you know, that were in her school. And we got her out of that field. And just that alone, I was probably saved hundreds of girls over the next, you know, who knows how many years from being trafficked. And um, we've been able to be a part of, like I said, these different rescues and, and operations. And it's always... Um, a heavy conversation it's always a heavy thing but at the same time super rewarding and, and just been a huge part of you know it's been really cool to my and by the way it's like anything in life like everything's a boomerang and so as i started doing this work and started helping in these different ways the doors that it opened up in my life the people i was able to meet people like paul hutchinson and andy mccubbins and tim ballard and some of these people that are just you know amazing amazing people and, and you've i've gotten to really be able to be close with them these are my brothers now these are people that i've literally been undercover with and um you know we would take a bullet for each other and it's been fun to be able to just be around people like that um and be able to uh, create that brotherhood in, in, in such a cool way yeah. Mm. That is so incredible. Wow. To be able to go and do that. Like really that's, Oh my God. So if people want to be a part of that or contribute. Like what does that look like? For yeah. People? There's a lot of organizations now that are doing it, um, that are helping in one way or another. Um, yeah. I would just encourage people, whatever aspect they want to get involved with to do that. Um, I'm just, I, I had so many people reach out to me and they always want to, you know, they want to help or whatever. And I just tell people, look, it's a, it's a, I'm not in a position where I can kind of direct you the right way. You know what your skill set is. You know what your financials are. Um, just take the initiative, reach out to Operation Ground Road, reach out to Child Liberation Foundation or Children Need Families or the Nazarene Fund or any of these groups that are out there doing this um, and, uh, and help any way you can use your talents the best way you know possible. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I love that. Okay. That's perfect. Um, so what, okay. So what excites you right now? Like what lights you up? Where are you at right now at this phase of your life? Um, I mean, every, it's, it's a constant game. Life is a constant game yeah. of, of creating new whys and new opportunities and things like that. Right. Um, right now it's, you know, I'm in a, an area of life where I actually, recently for the first time realized you know what i think eventually i want to have kids mm -hmm. and so i think like once you've done so many things for yourself right i mean I've, I've done everything you can do as a single guy like i've really been able to do pretty much everything i've wanted for the last 20 years and uh you get to this point where and i recently had this uh realization that like oh there's a part of me that wants to have kids. i've never said that out loud i've never kind of even wow. known if that was going to be a thing i didn't know yeah. and but more recently so i think that is a next phase that's coming I'm, i don't think i'm quite there yet i still know myself and i'm like still you know like this weekend like every week i've got something fun going on this week i'm 
going to Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle down in Vegas. Then we're going oh to like God. Powell and then I got Garth Brooks and then I'm going to go to Europe and you know, I'm just, I've always got things that I'm keeping me excited that keep, you know, that makes life fun. But I think that's a phase I see, you know, like my little nephews and nieces and, and kind of watching them. And I think there's a level that you can't get to without, you know, sharing it and, and having that opportunity with kids and things like that. So I think that honestly is one of the things that I'm most excited about for the future right now. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, kids and that best. might be 10 years. It might be five. I just know that that's an, it's like that I think is the next challenge of my life. That's the next area that I'm going to go, you know, yeah. whenever that is. Mm, I love that. And are you, you single right now? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you are a, okay, ladies, you hear this? You hear this? He's a single man. But I'm not baby hungry either. <laughs> if only make that very clear. Like, it's just, a, it's just, you said, what am I excited? About? I mean, it's like, you can only be so excited over so many of your own things, right? Like yeah. it's interesting because, well, I'll give you an example. It's like once, and I was talking to my life coach about this because it kind of bothered me. I, I got back from Ecuador well, there we go. I just said where we're at, but I'm um, doing this op, right? And I'd just been doing a couple other crazy things. I'd just been in Dallas. We um, played football in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And um, I just, I'd had a cr pretty crazy seven to 10 days, but it didn't feel like unusual at all. And I, I was on my buddy's private jet. And we had a private concert with Wiz Khalifa. This was all in like a week and a half period, right? Yeah. And I ran into this girl I'm friends with that we were playing volleyball. And she goes, hey, you've always got such crazy things going on. What, what, what have you been up to? What's the latest thing you've been doing? And I honestly, I was sitting there and I was like, gosh, like nothing like crazy, like nothing too exciting. And she said, well, didn't you just get back from Ecuador? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down there. And she goes, well, what were you doing down there? And I was like, oh, well, we were on a mission, you know, helping these kids being sex trafficked or whatever. And she's well, that seems pretty crazy. And I'm like, oh, right. And then I was like, oh, no. She's like, weren't you just in Dallas? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I saw you had like a concert with Liz Khalifa. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it hit me. I'm like, wait, like I honest to God didn't come to my mind that this had been like a crazy seven to 10 days. And, and it kind of was like bothering me. I'm like, man, am I losing like the joy of these things? That, and, and it's not because I loved it. It was, it was an amazing time. Yeah. It's just that it's no longer like, this like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening and so you kind of it becomes more of a normal thing and there's you know there's good and bad that's part of growth I think and so that's when it hit me like okay I think that I need to find things bigger than myself now like in every way to help me um, stay motivated stay excited yeah. because you get to a point where something it just kind of becomes normal right and so I, I, I that's kind of a, that recently happened and it was kind of just like this moment where I was like okay I need to make sure that I'm you know keeping myself motivated for others and, and, and things bigger than myself. Otherwise it's going to lose the, the, the... right. Oh, well, that's a cool insight. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm, awesome. So I know when people are super successful and they, they've got their lives together, they, everyone has low moments, right? What do you do to get out of those low moments? Um, so I'll share something that happened recently too. That was kind of a cool moment for me. Again, like when I talk about growth, I'm always trying to, learn and grow and and um and so i do a lot of things it's led me to paths that some of them are ones that are, i never thought i'd go down right mm -hmm. so i recently um was in colorado with some friends and we were doing an ayahuasca retreat mm -hmm. and so i've been working on self-love for years now like this is a big piece for anybody everybody and i worked really hard on it and i really healed some things i healed some traumas i had i healed some things where i felt like i wasn't good enough and i i had mm. thought i got to this point where i loved myself but then it was like no there's a part of you that you still don't love and i couldn't it was like if you were to picture like an 
like a shadow of a man and there was like this one piece and I couldn't pinpoint it like what it was that I still didn't love. So in this ayahuasca retreat, I kind of was asking like, hey, like show me, you know, show me this piece. And, uh, and it goes back to your question. That's why I brought this up. But oh, yeah. and the answer came to me and it was the part of you that you don't love is the part of you that's weak, the part of you that's not okay, not being okay. I've never allowed myself to be sad, to be lonely, mm. to feel afraid, to feel sadness, all these different things. And it was like, I kind of realized in that retreat, in that moment, like, oh my gosh, like I'm just so like trained or so wired to like, okay, have your two seconds of sadness and then you move on. Or like, if you feel sadness, you're like, okay, and we're back. Like I can work through it. So I've always been very good at rebounding, at, at coming back from things. I don't let a bad day become a bad week or a bad week become a bad month. But what was lost in that is I never gave myself the opportunity to love myself fully and actually feel those emotions. And so in that experience, I was able to kind of feel into some of these emotions like, oh, sometimes you are just sad, dude. Like sometimes you are. It's actually when I realized I wanted to have kids because I asked, you know, the universe or whatever you want to call it in this moment. I was like, well, you know, give me an opportunity, like show me like when I've been sad and I just totally masked it. And there was a moment when I was like, I watched my brother holding his little girl and I was like, and in that moment, it didn't, when that had happened a few weeks earlier, it, nothing registered. It was just like, oh, that's cool. And then in this moment of, in my ayahuasca retreat, I saw that and I was like, oh, wow. There was a part of me that was sad that I don't have that connection. I don't have my own little girl. And I was like, wow, whoa, do I want to have kids? Holy <laughs> like, shit. Like yeah. there's a part of me that's sad that I don't have. And that's when I kind of realized it. Um, but my point of all this is I think I've been really good in the past at just going like, I mean, give yourself a moment and move on. Like you just, you just do, you just like, don't, but now I'm trying to understand the, um, emotions of actually leaning into it a little bit more. And so it's a hard question for me to answer because in the past I've been great quote unquote at just moving through things. Right. But now I'm actually trying to feel those emotions. So like if I, have a, you know, if something goes wrong, you like, let yourself be a little sad about it and let yourself, I, I still would never be able to go over a few hours, I'm sure. Or like a day, there's just, I can't see myself like sitting there feeling sorry for myself. I just not possible. Um, <laughs> and so, but I think that I'm trying more and more to lean into those emotions when I do feel them. But to answer your question, I think that, um, how we get through those things is, you know, life's like a funnel. If you look at it this way and um, everything you put in the funnel eventually comes out the bottom. People want to focus on the bottom because that's the result. That's what you see, mm -hmm. but you don't control that. You don't control when things get through the funnel. What you control is what goes in the funnel. So I think for me, the reason why I'm able to move past things quickly, it's not once they happen, um, you know, how do you get over that thing? It's that I'm always pumping my brain full of positive messages and positive people and um, I have people around me that are always giving me, you know, booing me up and making me feel better. And, and I just have a huge support between my friends and family and, and coaches and people that, you know, books and podcasts and all these things. So I'm always filling myself with positivity. So when, you know, something bad happens, I just naturally know, oh, yeah, I can go to a good place with that. And so I think that for me is the key. It's not in those moments. What do you do to get out of them? It's a constant every single day of filling your funnel up with positive things. Absolutely. And of course, your results going to be positive. Like, you know, you realize like when something bad happens, like say you get stood up on a date or I don't know, somebody that somebody you feel like maybe betrays you a little bit or somebody you thought was 
you know, a better friend they weren't or something, whatever might happen. You quickly realize like, you know what? This isn't about me. I don't have to internalize. I don't have to take their pain or their decision-making and take it personally. Cause I think we tend to take a lot of things personally yeah. and they're just usually not, they're usually about the other person. And so I think as you grow and you mature, you realize, Oh, that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then you don't have to react emotionally too. And I think I've been studying a lot stoicism and, you know, Marcus Aurelius and some of these people. And, and when you truly understand that people's emotions have nothing to do with you, they're, um, it's really cool because you're able to step outside of it and then it's no longer personal. You don't feel offended. And when you've healed your wounds around it about not being enough or not being lovable and all these things, then you don't have to feel like it was a personal attack. You just realize, okay, that's just not, that's something I don't have to take on. Mm, yeah. And there's a lot of freedom in that and being in that space. Uh, I think that is the ultimate freedom. It is. is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, even I want to go back to how you were saying how you didn't allow yourself to feel emotions. I recently had an experience as well where um, I was going through a breakup and I was just like in my shit and I allowed myself to just sit there in my fucking emotions, just sit there in it. And I was okay with it. And then I just allowed myself to just one thing led to another where I was journaling and then I got inspiration to do something else. And, and it moved through me very quickly when I allowed myself to process it. Mm. Because when we resist it, it persists, right? And so I think that is the ultimate like key in all things in life is just allow yourself to process what it is you're going through because it will go fast. Yeah, yeah no, anytime you're resisting something, it's, you know, and you learn that in the plant medicine is like you have to yeah. let it be, like let it through oh, yeah. and, and surrender is the word they use a lot, right? Yeah. And then it passes through quickly. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. So amazing. And two, and on top of that, how you said you're constantly filling, did you say your funnel? Is that mm -hmm. your analogy? Okay. And I think that's so true is constantly surrounding yourself with like-minded people constantly. So when you are in a low point, you have the resources, the connections to reach out to people to, to have a conversation and you're having a transformation just like that. Right. Like we were discussing earlier. So I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's no, it's like, you know, you're, you, you build it up first so that when those things come, you're okay. You're, you're, super prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, love this. So is there anything else you want to share? I don't know. I mean, there's a million things I know. to share. I, you know, yeah. I, I think that, um, I don't know, I guess one thing that one message that I harp on a lot is, um, is be very careful of anybody that makes you feel like you're a victim. Um, we all have, uh, reasons to be victims. If that's the ch path you want to choose, but it doesn't serve you. No matter what's happened to you, if you choose to be in victim mentality, you know, you'll end up um, hurting the people that didn't hurt you. You'll end up pushing away the people trying to help you. You'll end up, um, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot of messaging around being a victim these days. Yeah. Um, you know, you see a lot of, um, whether it's Black Lives Matter or you know, different political parties and um, yeah. all these different things that tell you you're a victim. Like you can't succeed because of what happened 200 years ago, all these different things. And it's like, I think a lot of them are well-meaning, but unfortunately what they're doing is trying to help you feel like a victim or like, you know, like the college debt is the new one and all these different things. And like, there's a lot of messed up things. There are the world. Trust me. There's, if you look for evidence, you will find that oh, yeah. you are a victim. But if you stay in that space, it's very disempowering. And so the thing that I try to teach people is by taking ownership, even of the tough things, even of the things that were out of your control, you keep the power to change the situation. And so as long as you're willing to say, you know what, even though I got screwed, even though this bad thing happened to me, 
I still control, I still have the ability to work through this. It's my deal. I, I take ownership of it because then you have the power to change it. When you say like, yeah, because of what happened, this people or because I'm oppressed by this or whatever, you're saying you don't have the power to change it. And it's just very careful. Be very careful of anybody trying to make you a victim of anything. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of power in that too. There is. And like, yeah. that's one of my big problems with religion, just any religion in general, they kind of need you to feel broken in order to, for you to need them. And so I tell people, you know, it's like, look, you have all the power within you. God is there and yeah. there to help you no matter what. You don't need, you know, these external forces that are telling you that you're broken so that you need them to fix you. Like, that's one of the big problems that I have with, you know, religion in general is I realized like, wow, like when I was, you know, in that for 30 something years, I always felt like I was broken. I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't, you know. Uh, owning up to who I needed to be. It's like, once you get outside of that and you heal that and you're like, Oh, like I'm actually an amazing human. Like I am a great person and I'm a beautiful human and I am not broken. I don't need to be saved. Um, yeah. it's already there for me. And so that's a message that I like to share. as well. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and thank you for sharing that. And I, I truly believe that there's been a lot of, for at least for myself with the religion is unraveling a lot of the stories and a lot of the conditioning from when we were younger. And, and it's, it's being able to have your own voice and speak your truth and really tapping in. And does this align with me? Yes or no. Is this true? Yes or no. And asking yourself those questions and having a voice for yourself and not allowing people to say and lay a platter out for you and say, this is how you should feel. This is what you should do. This is who you should be. And if you're not that you're bad or you're wrong and all these things, right? Yeah. I think, I think one of the best qualities we can have is to be curious, right? To ask a lot mm. of questions and, um, you know, Tim Ferriss, one of my favorite quotes of all time is he says, the caliber of your life will be directly correlated to the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. That's comfort, uncomfortable conversations with friends, with family, with yourself, um, in business. And so like people get caught in this, like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. But it's like, the more you get used to having those uncomfortable conversations, the better okay. the quality of your life is going to oh, be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There is this one. So have you heard of Landmark Forum? Uh, no. Okay. You should look it up. It's like a worldwide company. Um, it's personal growth training. And there was a leader that was standing in front of the room. It was here in Utah. And there's maybe 150 of us in the room. And she's all, what the fuck is the deal with all you people in Utah? You're so afraid to hurt people's feelings. You're so afraid to speak truth. Why? What is the deal? She's like, just speak true. Why can't you just be honest with people? Because I think people are so afraid of hurting people's feelings, speaking truth, because they're afraid, they hold back. And it's like, no, be straight with people. Yeah, well, as you, the more you do that, the more you realize how much people appreciate it. You know, oh, yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, I didn't, I didn't think you liked me. And I said, trust me, there's a few people in this world I don't like. They all know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am very clear with people right. when I don't like them. But also, yeah. you know, I was voting the other day and this girl that I'm really good friends with was telling me about she hates her job. But then she told me about this career she wants to go into, this whole thing. She had this whole plan and it was like this beautiful plan. It was, she sounded so excited to do it. And I was like, well, when are you going to quit your job? And she's like, oh, I can't quit my job. She had all these reasons. And I was like, you need to quit tomorrow. And she's like, oh, I can't. She started giving me these bullshit reasons. And I looked at her and I go, hey, I'm going to tell you what nobody else has. You're full of shit. I was like, you're just afraid and that's okay. But let's quit with all this bullshit reasons why you can't do, you absolutely could do that tomorrow. And we, she ended up coming up to her. She's like, thank you. She's like, it's so weird that I was on this boat. I needed to hear that from you. And, but like people do appreciate the raw honesty when they know that you care, right? Like if you don't care, just being a dick, that's one thing. But like she knows I care about her. She 
and I was able to say that tough thing that, you know, and I have gotten in trouble with this before because women want to be supported. Guys like to be challenged. It's the masculine energy that wants to be challenged. But like, sometimes I just feel like people need to hear like, Hey, get your shit together. You know? Oh, they really do. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, I want to be, I, I want someone to be straight with me. That is also at the same, I don't know if you want to call it frequency or have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's down here. I don't really care what you have to say in a way because you're going to give me some bullshit thing anyway. But somebody like you, right? Like, I really value that. So I'm going to listen to that, right? And I really want that straight up, like, answer to all the things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, got to be selective and wise on all that, like on all the advice and things you're getting from people. So, yeah. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So if people want to work with you, like, cause you, are you mentoring people and coaching? Um, I don't do a ton of mentoring coaching, like for the masses, I don't do it. Um, I do a lot of like, well, follow me on Instagram. I share a lot of stuff. So I have a daily message that goes out every single day in an email called jimmydaily.com. It's a two to three minute video every day that you get emailed. It's just a positive message. Um, I have a lot of stuff on YouTube. My podcast is the Jimmy Rex show. Um, But I just tell people, you know, if you want stuff like that, read my book, um, again, it's on Amazon, Audible, whatever. Um, but as far as like, if you're looking to do real estate or things like that, yeah, feel free to reach out. Or if you just have, you just feel like this need to reach out to me for whatever reason, hit me up on Instagram, Mr. Jimmy Rex. And as long as it's a sincere question, I always get back to people. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jimmy. This has been great. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you.